Hey guys, Lola Turner here from the Business Talk Library, bringing you another awesome episode of the Business Talk Library. Today, we're going to be talking to Shanice Martin. Shanice is the owner and founder of Sozo Therapeutics, a massage and therapeutics company that is based in Cincinnati, Ohio. Shanice runs this business with her husband, Leonard Martin. And today I'm going to be talking to her about a very, very important topic that you need to consider as a business owner, especially if you are in a service industry. Shanice has managed to build her business to constantly offer amazing and excellent customer service. And when you look at her Yelp page, there are zero to none (laughs) bad reviews about the product and the customer service that she offers. And I think that's extremely important. And today we're going to hear her story about why she made the decision to start Soza Therapeutics and especially how she had she has managed to build a brand that really caters to excellent service when it comes to delivering to the customer. Enjoy this episode. Hey guys, Lola here, one of the co-founders of the TL Turner Group. And today we are doing an amazing interview with an amazing woman, all-around woman amazing entrepreneur and business owner who is in the massage therapeutic health industry with her husband, Lennon Martin. And that person is Chinese Martin. Hi, Chinese. Thank Hi. you so much for being here. You're so welcome. just so you guys know, Chinese and I were actually just in Atlanta for an amazing conference. And I talked to her about interviewing and sitting down to talk about her service uh, business. And she graciously agreed to do it. Thank you so much. Um, and we're currently filming in Charlotte, North Carolina. Chinese, the Soza Therapeutics business is actually based in Cincinnati, Ohio. Thank you so much for coming and being with us, Shanice. So let's just jump right into it. Can you tell me what it, what's the, because when I think about therapeutics, I think about medical, right? I think about massage, but what exactly is the health and therapeutic industry? What What, what is that? Well, um, therapeutics for us is basically a care of a person. Okay. So a lot of people think about massage and um, they think pampering. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are like, oh, I don't have, I can't afford that. I'm pampering myself. Right. People come because they're in pain and they need to keep working or they're in pain and they can't enjoy their family or they're in pain and help me. Right. So it's care of a person. Okay. And I will say as someone who has been a patronizer of the Soza Therapeutics business, um, you guys are amazing. I think definitely helping people recover from pain because I know when I first started, I didn't really know, like I, I was like, um, there's chronic pain. Like, what is that? Like my back just hurts every now and then when I, when I do like my deadlifts, like it's not really that serious. So I think a lot of people are like in that boat, right? Where they're like, Oh, well I'm fine. I have pain every now and then, like, especially for back pain, I think is something that you probably see very often um so just what made you interested in in just even going into this business like was this something that you and leonard decided you wanted to do or is this something you kind of always had a passion about doing um i would say it's something i always wanted to do from the time i was a little girl i was in kindergarten my mom said what do you want to do when you grow up but it wasn't you can do anything pick something to do mm-hmm. and I always like helping people and over time I went on that path to go pursue being a physical therapist um, in that I studied got to high school and my high school provided a program for medical students to show you what you can do within the medical health field. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just, I can go be a doctor or a physical therapist. It was, I can do occupational therapy. I can have massage therapy. I can do all, all sorts. It was array, right. an array of things, but they provided that for us. And I also um, had a sports medicine class that I attended and they brought in 
different professional mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. And so they brought in a medical massage therapist and they share what they do and how they do it. And me always wanting to be a business owner and a physical therapist. I was like, I can do that on my own. Right. I'm gonna need that anyway. I don't have to hire them. I can be a massage therapist. So that was just in the back of my mind. Mm -hmm. Fast forward, um, I get an internship for a company that my mom helped me find. He was a physical therapist in my first year going into college for physical therapy. I got to see what it was all about and right. say, you know, they probably should have told me this in the kindergarten. Let's go see what they do. But right. you know, it took into my 12th grade year to actually be hands-on. I went in and did an internship. I was cheering people on and that was something I didn't want to do. I didn't want to cheer people be on. Be a cheerleader. I wanted to actually put my hands on people and help them. Right. So, um, and then I also noticed his lifestyle. I'm like, he has the money, but he hasn't. He doesn't have the flexibility. He's mm. missing life. Right. So he had four kids, well, three kids and one on the way. He almost missed the other kid being born. Oh, wow. Because he was so busy with just the business of it. His dad was even his receptionist. I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. Oh, wow. But his yeah, dad was retired. <laughs> but his dad went back to work right. to work for him because right. he needed that much help. And it was just... It was like a chicken with his head cut off, but mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I was helping the people. Mm -hmm. You stand there and root them on through their exercises, give them a paper, tell them go do it, but they right. don't, you don't know if they're going to do it. But right. with massage therapy, being a medical massage therapist and really putting my hands on people and helping them, that, that worked for me and I had the flexibility. Mm -hmm. So I guess for, for business owners who are in the service industry, I think one of the biggest things that they can rely on is reviews, customer reviews, right? People saying great things about your product. And as somebody who is, and Shanice knows this about me, I'm very big on customer reviews. I'm big on customer reviews when we go eat. So I'm always, you know, even at the conference when we were looking for places to eat, the first thing I was like, we need to look on Yelp and see what the customer reviews are. So I've noticed that that's something that's really big. And even my decision to, you know, patronize your business was big based off of, oh my gosh, they have amazing reviews. Like I don't see anything, anybody saying anything negative about their business. So was that something that when you and Leonard's opened this business six years ago that you decided, hey, we wanna make sure that we are known for our stellar service? Or was that just something that kind of happened just based on who you guys are or? Um, I would say both. Mm -hmm. um, just because we already have high standards. We know what we want. We know what we didn't want. Right. We know what we don't like as customers and we know what we like as customers. Right. And we're like, we need to extend that same quality to people. Mm -hmm. And then um, I've always had a passion to help people. So going into the massage industry and being an employee first, before I became a business owner, I knew how to take care of the client mm -hmm. because I had to build a clientele. You have to like me. I have to help you for right. you to come back. Right. So um, in that, I would say we had an expectation to have high quality service, um, but we just didn't know that we had the best service right. possible and that so many people would notice a big difference. So I think that's what sets us apart mm -hmm. is that quality service and they get it every time. Right, it's consistent, back. right. And would you say, I know we were having another conversation separately and one of the things that you mentioned that really, really stuck with me that I think a lot of business owners really need to hear and not just business owners, but professionals, what was what you talked about when you guys started this business, you were focused on the vision. You were focused, you had a vision and you knew where you were going. You said, hey, I don't want Sozo to be a mom and pop shop. I want Sozo to be a business that grows and we wanna open multiple locations. So 
for you, I, I think based on, you know, our conversation, your focus was, hey, we're not going to run this business like it's always just going to be one location. We're going to build our brand to be as if, you know, it's multiple locations. So how do you what would you advise, you know, business owners who are trying to balance having a vision and being realistic in terms of, hey, yes, we're just starting out. Yes, we're just new. We know where we want to go. How do you balance that with Let's not buy the whole block yet. Let's not buy, let's not rent out a whole space when we only have five clients. Like, how do you, how do you balance that uh, in terms of just being realistic about your goals and where you're heading? Knowing what you're providing. And like you said, um, let's not buy the whole building if we only have five clients. Because right. it's not that you don't believe in yourself mm-hmm. and you don't believe that it would thrive and go farther than you can go. Mm-hmm. Just because you start at home doesn't mean it won't be bigger. Right. I ultimately um, would say that when you are starting a business and you have that big vision, you don't have to jump in and spend a million dollars to have a business. Right. You can have a shoestring budget and start your business. You can just start by talking about it and the business exists. Mm-hmm. Or you can start with business cards and it exists. You can start with your cell phone and your business exists. Right, especially now as, with the way social media is. It's, it's I extremely mean, easy to start, right? Um, before I... Because you guys started six years ago. So how did you promote your business? I mean, six years right, ago. Those things didn't right. fully exist. Right. And honestly, I started with my cell phone and a massage table. Hmm. That's how it started. Like, right. You have to start somewhere, but be confident in it. And you know, this is my business. So you don't play around with it. You don't say, well, it's not really my business because I'm using my cell phone or it's not really my business because I'm going to people's houses. No, it's your business. And you have to walk in it like it's a full business. People would ask me, okay, um, call your phone, ring, ring, ring. This is years before. So um, ring, ring, ring. I'm I'm looking for a service, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, um, what's your name? Like professional on the phone, Um, write it all down. Okay. I'll, I'll be able to make that time at, you know, I was my own receptionist. Right, right, right. And then I had to drop everything I was doing and focus on my business, find my babysitter, tell people where I'm going, all that, because I, I started going to people's houses first. Mm. But I was like, I'm a business owner. Right. This is what I do. It wasn't called Sozo at the time, but I had to make a name for myself mm. so people know who I am by the time I got to where I wanted to be. Right. So you might start small. You want to think practically, what do I have to start with? How can I start this? How can I do this without feeling like I'm breaking the bank? Right. So you just take take it one day at a time. What can I do today? And how is that going to get me farther tomorrow? Right. Okay. And I guess I, I guess that kind of brings me to another point is uh, one of the things that, I guess for me, one of the questions that I, I have is you kind of talked about how you had, from, from the beginning, you and Leonard always had high quality. You always had high quality and probably how you worked for others. So how would you say that plays a role with being a business owner? Because um, one of the things I've, I've heard people talk about a lot is they just they suck as employees, right? Working for someone else and they want to go start a business. And it's like, I mean, what, what, what would your advice be for people like that that um, might not be the best performers or aren't even really performing? They're not really putting the effort in and they want to go open up their own business. Might not be for you. <laughs> um, you just have I mean, a, you kind of have a problem with following directions. But if you can't follow directions, how are you going to mo- motivate yourself to go do something? Right. Um, I used to say before I become a wiser person, mm-hmm. I used to say I'm a horrible employee. But that's not the case. The case was I felt 
compelled to be an entrepreneur, that's what made me a horrible employee. I wasn't horrible in my actions or my character. Mm -hmm. I always did my job and I did it the best I could and over and beyond because I cared for people and I cared about my character and my reputation. I wasn't going to slack at work right. where people, what if I didn't want that job anymore? I need another job. I need you not to be able to say anything bad about me right. so I can go make some more money somewhere right. else. Or I knew I would be a business owner one day. I want people, when you think about me, they, they think th good things about me, right. not um, she's a slacker, lazy and things like that. That right. was never me. Right. But um, that term of I'm a bad employee would come from I have an entrepreneurial spirit and this is what I want to do. And I can no longer stay in this place of working for someone. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't say I'm a horrible employee. That's just I'm really passionate about what I want to do. But in the meantime, I have to be the best person I can over here, right. working and serving someone else's vision before I can go do my my own. So that's you reap good. what you sow. That's good. If you're going to yep. be a bad employee, you're going to get bad employees yep. back. That's so true. why not do the best? So right. when you need people to do it for you, they do their best. Right. No, that's good. And I think also some people forget like your next potential, these people that you're working with are your potential customers. Yes. <laughs> So yes. it's like if you do a crappy job and you're selling something or you're selling a service and especially if it's, you know, if you're if it's something where you have a building, I mean, someone might walk into your boss, your old boss might walk into this building, um, to, you know, that you a service that you're providing and it turns out that you own it and they're like, well, he was crappy and he was he never did things properly. So how can I trust that, you know, his service and his his company stands is different from what he provided. And I think oftentimes people forget that, like right. they just think hey, I'm so focused on what I'm, my vision is and what I think I want to do um, and not really focused on providing the best. Like basically, like you said, hey, you reap what you sow. So if you want a great company and you want your employees to be great to you when you grow your business, then you should be sowing what you want to reap. Now, that's really good. And I guess I want to take that as an opportunity to segue into where, as Drake said, sort of from the bottom, now we're here. Um, you guys have, you've gone from basically being you by yourself with a cell phone and a massage bed and you've grown your business, you're in letter have grown your business to a, a successful point now. Um, and how would you, and I think, you know, I've seen you guys, you guys are extremely passionate about your business. Um, and like you said, you carry that. And that's why I think people have such a high, high standard and reputation. Your business has such a high standard and reputation. So how do you communicate that vision? How do you share that vision with your employees? So people who come to work for you, how do you communicate you're working in the business because you don't, you're not one of those bosses who just, Hey, just runs the schedule or has someone that, you know, that works for them running the schedule. You're actually there every single day. You're seeing people, you're helping people heal. And Leonard also, right, is doing that. So how do you, communicate that same passion that you guys have about the business and helping people heal how do you communicate that to to the employees that come that come work for you how does that work i would say that we're constantly changing mm -hmm. um we always promote growth mm -hmm. um so no matter what level they're on when they come in the door we're always constantly we change things a lot because if you're not learning you're not growing. If right. you're not changing, you're not doing something right, right, there's something wrong. So we have to change with the wave of how people see things. Right. So if it's an ad or if it's what they see in the front or mm -hmm. if it's the furniture or if it's the the style, like we've probably been through like 
three uniform changes. You right. know, we we started with one uniform with tights, and then we went in the uniform with a medical um, jacket. You know, right. there's different aspects of communicating that passion, but we always show that we're changing. But for me, working in the business every day, and him working in the business every day, because we're we're under the hood too. Um, we tell them what we expect. We lead by example, but we can't show all of our passion mm -hmm. because when you get too passionate about it, it scares some people. Mm. So we kind of have to balance the way we tell them because they don't have the same vision. We communicate the vision. Mm -hmm. We've at one time had the vision up on doors and stuff. And then we realized that they don't see it the way we see it because mm. they work here, they're employees. So and they're just collecting a paycheck. They're coming for the paycheck. They're right. not coming for what's next. They're not coming I'm for the help this business grow and um, take it to the next level. But when you find that person that is coming for the vision, that person is going to be like, I'm all in because I see myself growing in this company. Mm -hmm. But like I said before, it's the character of the person. So to communicate our passion, we just show our expectations mm -hmm. by leading. So there you have it, the episode with Shanice Martin, owner of Soza Therapeutics. Thanks again to Shanice for stopping by and interviewing on the show with us. Truly appreciate her time. If you're looking for Shanice and Leonard Martin, you can find them at sozatherapeutics.com or you can follow them on any social media platform. Again, I think to summarize to Shanice's point, the extreme importance of having stellar service, especially when you are in a service industry, truly proves to distinguish you from your competition and make sure that customers always leave with a lasting impression when they come to your business. Until next time.